What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast, and this is our NXT review from the May 6th, 2020 episode, and we're going to get right into this bitch. Um, This episode of NXT was good, right? We got the debut and an amazing entrance and debut of Killer Cross or Carrion Cross or whatever the fuck. Um, a really good match between Johnny Gargano and um, Dijakovic. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, pretty lackluster championship matches. Really, really, really lackluster championship matches. And we're going to jump right into the first match of the night. And it was Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. This all started because Johnny Gargano cut that promo when it was him and Candice at their dinner table saying that NXT is going to follow the Johnny Gargano way. And all this shit, and then Dominic Dijakovic had a problem with things, says, what about fighting me? And then here we are. I already knew this match was going to be amazing, because Gargano, extremely talented. Dijakovic, extremely talented. Um, Johnny Gargano came out to some new music. Um, It's similar to Candice LeRae's music, but I think Candice LeRae's like, beat is like a lot more like hip-hop-based. And trap shit, and then the Johnny Gargano shit is like similar, like orchestra, choir shit, but then it's like rock inspired, you know. So I really like that. Um, the match happens, you know, Dijakovic getting the better of Gargano, but then during the match, Gargano's working on the leg. There was a spot in the match where Candice LeRae comes out, and then she's looking. Dijakovic is like, No, you're gonna watch this. Dijakovic had Gargano laid. Out in the middle of the ring, he goes to like jump, do like a, a moonsault from the middle rope. Gargano gets up, pushes him outside. Later on in the match, while Dajakovic was like on the floor and the ref was attending to him, Gargano was trying to like untie the turnbuckle pad. Then Dajakovic was not having it, the ref was not having it. The ref went back to try to tie the turnbuckle pad again. Dajakovic hit him with uh, I forgot what he hit him with. It wasn't feast your eyes, I think it was like a wicked ass choke slam, I believe. And then he got the near fall. So there's a spot in the match where Gargano and, da- and Dijakovic were on the top turnbuckle, whatever. Dijakovic lets free. He goes to pick up Gargano f- for like a power bomb. Gargano is holding on to the turnbuckle, holding on, not letting go of the tugging and pulling. Gargano rips off the turnbuckle pad, gets power bomb by Dijakovic. One, two, a, a near fall. Then I think Dijakovic was going to go for Feast Your Eyes, and then Gargano reversed it, and then gives him a Hurricanrana. Into the exposed turnbuckle, and that was the end of the match. One, two, three. Gargano picks up the victory, which was the right outcome since he just had turned heel. And this was his first match as a heel, so that that's good. I hope to see more from Gargano and Dajakovic. I think they could put on a fucking banger of a match if you give them time. You know, the next match we get into is another. Match part of the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. And it was Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. This match was really quick. Jack Gallagher was like re- really explosive. Trying to like like outshine Tozawa. But Tozawa wasn't having it. Akira Tozawa picks up the victory after hitting a wicked senton. He always gets amazing height on that fucking senton. And picks up the victory. He moves on in the tournament. His record is now 2-0. The next match we're going to get into is Zia Lee versus Chelsea Green, part of the Robert Stone brand. Um, I'm liking this gimmick of the Robert Stone brand and Chelsea Green. It's something 
different in NXT because sometimes in NXT we we always get the rest the women the women wrestler that's always like I'm just happy to be here and I want to wrestle. I'm glad that women are getting the opportunity to do so. And Chelsea Green is like, bitch, I'm fucking bad. I am I am fucking gorgeous and I will still fuck you up and I'm still gonna get to where I gotta go because I'm better than you type shit. And like that attitude is is just great. I, I like the gimmick. I just wish it was a little bit more in that gimmick. I don't know what I don't know what to pinpoint what they can add to it, what they could fix, but like so far I love it. I just wish there was more to it. During the match Aaliyah comes out, distracts Zia Lee. Then Robert Stone is like, come on, take, to, to fucking take advantage, take advantage. Then fucking Chelsea Green um, hits Zia Lee with the I'm prettier and picks up the victory over Zia Lee with the distraction from Aaliyah. This match was all right, nothing too crazy besides, like, if, if you blinked, you would have missed it, right? Then we get the debut of Killer Cross. He goes by Karrion Cross. Right, and his entrance alone with Scarlet walking in front of him with the black and white and the smoke and the fog and her singing certain lyrics of the theme song, just real fucking scary. Just real, just an amazing fucking entrance. Just an amazing fucking entrance. Um, it gave me a little bit of Kane vibes, like when when the music started going crazy with the rock shit. And it was like the red lights going everywhere. It reminded me of Kane a little bit because he was walking really slow. The music was gradually building up. So it gave me Kane vibes a little bit, a little bit. He proceeds to have his in-ring debut against Leon Ruff. Poor Leon Ruff. <laughs> Poor Leon Ruff. Carrying Cross fucking destroys Leon Ruff. Submits Ruff with a cross jacket. Which was like just a sleeper hold and picks up the victory. And Todd Phillips, I, I like I like this call from Todd Phillips. Now didn't hear a lot of people say that Todd Phillips calls cross the damn devil. And what has NXT let in? Who the hell is responsible for letting this devil in? And I thought was a nice way to put him over. Cause I normally hate Todd Phillips. But that line, whether it was him, it was in the script, or it was fed to him. Um, I like that line a lot, just to put him over as like this motherfucker that when you get in the ring with, with Cross, you're getting fucked up or you're coming close to death. And I really like that that line, like the damn devil who let him in this bitch. I love it. Um, I want to see where Karrion Cross goes from here. I'm assuming we're going to get Cross versus Champa because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, Champa was attacked backstage by Cross. We already know it was Cross, but the the casual viewers, they don't know who he was. But we all know he, it, it was Karrion Cross who attacked Champa. So, if that's the direction they're going to go, I'm excited. I'm here for it. And that's that. The next match we're going to get into is for the NXT Women's Championship. And it was Charlotte Flair versus Io Shirai. And before we get into the match, despite what you wanted to say about Charlotte Flair... She's really good in the fucking ring. She's great at, at what she does. If she's not the best women's wrestler in WWE, then she's the best. She, she's top three or top five. Because she's honestly very good. And I think she's benefiting from being back on NXT, working with like Io Shirai or Bianca Belair before Bianca got called up, or Rhea Ripley, 
Amia Yim. Who knows? We may get her and Candice LeRae or her and Tegan Knox or her and Dakota Kai or whatever later down the line. But when you see Charlotte in the main roster going up against like, and there's no disrespect to a Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is getting better in the ring, but Liv Morgan is no Io Shirai or no Mia Yim. And there's no dis- there's not there's no disrespect. It's just that Io Shirai has been doing this longer. Mia Yim has been doing this a lot longer. So, you know, I think Charlotte, since she is really good, she benefits from working with people either equal or better than her in the ring. But to get into this match, I thought the match was really good. I just didn't like the ending. The match ends with a DQ. Charlotte Flair hits Io Shirai with a kendo stick. Leading up to that was that um, Io Shirai goes for a moonsault on Charlotte. Charlotte gets the knees up. And then I think she hits a spear or like a super kick. It was some shit she did. And Io Shirai kicked out. Charlotte Flair lost her shit. She rose out. Whatever. Then Io Shirai climbs to the top rope. Goes for the moonsault outside the ring. She lands on her feet. Then when she turns around, she gets hit with a kendo stick. What I would have preferred, I wouldn't mind the ending if it was a lot more psychology to that. Like, I would have had it to where, like, Io hit the fucking, the moonsault, right? Charlotte got the knees up, whatever. Charlotte hits the spear. One, two, kicks out. Right after that, Charlotte goes right into the figure eight. Io is in that bitch for a while. Like, she's struggling, trying to crawl to the ropes. Charlotte's... Flair's pulling her back. Cross to the rope, Charlotte's pulling her back. Then on the third, fourth attempt, EO gets her hand on the rope. Charlotte goes for like another spear. EO kicks out at two and a half again. That psychology, if it would have went like that, then it led into the kendo stick with the DQ finish. It would have made more sense because then Charlotte Flair knows like, okay, e- like it's tough to beat EO, so I know that I can't beat her, so let me just end the match. And just retain my title. She'll get the win over me. But she doesn't have my title. I wish I would have preferred that more. But then after the match. EO is pissed off. Charlotte is attacking EO. You know she's hitting her leg against the ring post. She goes to like probably give her a figure four on the on the ring post. Rhea Ripley returns. Attacks Charlotte to save EO. Charlotte runs away. And then Rhea's like come on back here you bitch. Come back here you want to fight. Let's go. Let's go. Io is pissed off. She's yelling at Rhea. She's yelling like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Now I'm assuming we're going to get a triple threat. And what I don't like about this is that two things are going to happen. It's either we're going to get the triple threat with Io, Rhea, and Charlotte. Or we're going to get a rematch with Rhea and Charlotte. Rhea going to take the belt back and then we're going to get Rhea versus Io. Which I don't mind. I just hope we don't get a triple threat. And then EO eats the pin because that's most likely what's going to happen. Like either Charlotte would retain or Rhea would get the belt back. But then either way, EO would fucking eat the pin. And I don't want that for EO. Um, I think this kind of saved saved her in a little bit. I just wish the match didn't end in that sort of DQ. After the match, Rhea Ripley's outside. She's being interviewed, and then EO pulls up. She's pissed off. She's yelling at fucking Rhea, like, what the fuck? What are you doing? This, that, and the third. And then they start fighting, brawling, and then there's another pull-apart brawl. So that little altercation outside basically confirmed my kind of guess that we're going to get a triple threat. I just hope 
if we do get the triple threat, that Io gets the win. Or even if she doesn't win, let Charlotte eat the pin if she's going to lose the title. Or let Rhea eat the pin if Charlotte is going to retain. Those are just my opinion. The next match we're going to get into is another Cruiserweight um, Championship Tournament. And it was Kushida versus Jake Atlas. Eh, typical Kushida match. The match went fairly quick. Obviously, you know, Kushida picks up the victory after catching Jake Atlas mid-air to put him in an armbar. Jake Atlas didn't even fucking think twice. He taps out, and Kushida is 2-0 in the tournament. The next thing we're going to get into is uh, Finn Balor. He comes back, and he addresses, and he wants to know who attacked him and cuts a promo. And then Finn Balor goes on to say is, I guess it's just the pro wrestler way. Attack the top guy. Get the push. But if you're expecting the push, that you're going to get the bright lights, the fame, the belts, the money, and everything, you got another thing coming. Because if you want the push, I'll give you a push. And it's a shove off the mountain or whatever the fuck he says. And I thought that was a really, you know, nice little thing. Now, everyone's speculating who attacked Finn, right? There are... I had three choices, right? But now that just by just thinking it over, now it just only has I only have one one pick. I don't know how they're gonna pull it off, but I only have one pick. It's either my original three was Dexter Loomis, but after the main event, I'll explain why it's not Dexter Loomis. We'll get into that when we get into it. The second one I had Walter, right? Makes sense. And Cross. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, but Cross attacked Champa. So, no, it can't be Cross. So, I scratched him out. I would even think the Velveteen Dream because they had the confrontation before. But if it is Dream, does it mean that Dream doesn't get another shot at the NXT Championship? So, I'm going to just go with Walter for the person who attacked um, Finn with this one. But the promo was... Was pretty okay. I just want to know who it is. If it is Walter, that means Walter is here in the U.S. and he's not overseas. But if it's not Walter, I'm kind of interested to see who it is. Because if it's not Dexter Loomis or Cross, I like the only possible person I could think of is, is Damian Priest. And if it is Damian Priest, I wouldn't mind Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. That would be a good match. But I want to know who, who attacked him and how they're going to build into that if it leads into a match. The next thing we're going to get into is a match, and it was Cameron Grimes versus Denzel, whatever the fuck his last name is. Um, this match went fairly quick. Denzel starts giving um, Grimes a bunch of um, overhead belly-to-bellies. Cameron Grimes gives him the stop and picks up the victory. And then after the match, Grimes cuts a promo and says that he deserves more, that he's better, that if he was to see Finn Balor, he will slap him in the face, Balor then comes out, tells Grimes to do it, go ahead, I'm giving you the chance, you want to be a big shot, come on, do it, Grimes is like, no Finn, I was just talking, I didn't mean that, he goes, drops the mic, goes to give Finn a, a punch or a slap, or whatever, Balor fucking slaps him, hits him with a forearm, stomps on Grimes, then gives him a sling blade, and then Grimes runs a fucking runs away, Finn Balor is there that I'm going to find out who attacked me, don't try to go after the prince, and yada, 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 and that was that. The next thing we're going to get into 
is the main event for the NXT Championship. And it was Adam Cole, baby, versus the Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M, bitch. This match, it disappointed me. Like, I don't know how to say this. Like, the match was getting good, but the ending, I, it just, to me, it made no sense. And I don't know if it's because, like, I expect the Dream to win or I just expected a clean, you know, victory over Cole or Cole getting the clean victory over Dream without any interference from Undisputed Era. But as the match goes on, um, Strong and um, Fish come out. And as they walk into the ring, Dexter Loomis comes from underneath the ring. And then they start attacking Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is going insane. The reference like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? What the fuck are you guys doing? Strong or Fish goes to run to Dexter Loomis. Loomis throws um, Strong or Fish into the ref. The ref takes a bump. Dream goes for the purple Rainmaker. One, two, three. The ref is down. Goes to get the ref. Adam Cole fucking super kicks the shit out of Velveteen Dream. Pulls down his fucking knee pad and hits him with the last... Shot and one, two, three. Adam Cole is still your NXT champion. My whole thing with this match is like there was a couple of high spots in it, like you know the purple rainmaker, the ref bump, um, the um fucking a lot of shit happened in this match. But the ending to the match were like Dexter Loomis coming out and helping out Velveteen Dream. I don't understand it. So it, are we gonna get? Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole again and then Dream win it and then it leads into Dexter Loomis versus Velveteen or we're going to get another championship match where Velveteen and Adam Cole but Adam Cole retains and then Velveteen Dream is pissed off because Dexter Loomis was the reason that Dream didn't win the belt the first time because of the ref bump and then the second time for how however they're going to do it. Um, that's just my only thing of, about it, right? And that was the end of this NXT episode. Overall, my favorite match of the night, or my two favorite things of the night, were the Johnny Gargano Dajakovic match, um, the Karrion Cross debut, the entrance, fucking amazing. And I would even say I like the Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream match. I just didn't like the ending, and I don't know where they're gonna go from here. And that's just me. Overall, I gave this episode of NXT a 7 out of 10. It wasn't a bad show. It was just the championship matches were kind of lackluster because of how they ended. The match itself was, both matches were really good. It's just the ending is what kind of like, oh my fucking God, really? A DQ and this bullshit, ref bump, whatever. But other than that, this was a, a really good episode of NXT. But anyway, guys, that is the end of this NXT review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this NXT review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let us know, did you like NXT? Did you hate NXT? Did you even watch NXT? Or were you watching AEW instead? Let us know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.